Somebody should just let Dalvin cook. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the Pre-Snap right here on the Line Star app, it is me, it is Scott Bogman, it's you, and we're recapping the week that was in week eight, and we are moving forward, looking ahead to week nine, because week eight was a bloodbath in terms Good of Lord. wagering for so many people out there, Bogs. I mean, some games that were just unbelievable upsets, unbelievable favorites that did not cover, including Monday night here, which I don't think anybody should be surprised, because we kind of talked about that too. The Giants have been covering quite a bit, and that's a team that really doesn't have a whole lot of quit in them. They don't have a whole lot of talent at times, but they very also true. show up and play. It's very true, Joe, but I just thought, you know, uh, the Bucks. I thought, were the best team in the NFC. Maybe not. Uh, may- maybe they aren't. I don't know. But who is the best team in the NFC right now? And by Fair the way, question. this week, have you ever seen the, the movie Two for the Money? No, I have not. Okay, so it's Matthew McConaughey and Al Pacino, and uh, oh. it, it's it's like a truish story about. All right, uh, all right, all right. Oh. This uh, <laughs> you're conflating them. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make it one person. That's what I'm gonna do. But uh, these high school <laughs> girls, man, I tell you, <laughs> they get they get older. I stay the same age, <laughs> really old and creepy. Uh, but uh, <laughs> good lord, um, there, there's a scene in it where. Uh, like Matthew McConaughey puts his bets in and then he doesn't watch any of the games. He goes to a uh, driving range and just hits golf balls for the whole day. Al Pacino shows up at the end. And he goes, how do you think we did? And he goes, I think we killed it. He's like two and 10 grown men calling up. Like it's a suicide hotline. <laughs> you know, like that is, uh, that is what this week was to betting. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was not good. It was not good. Now, look, uh, at least on the positive side, there were some good things. Obviously, the weather killed Cleveland. I mean, any any shares of things that we liked going into that game. And look, you got to keep an eye on weather. We knew weather was going to be difficult in that game. And by the time we got to Friday and Saturday, when you do the winds are going to be up to 50 miles an hour. That's, you know, wind. And this is something that gets a little overdone. When there's 20 miles an hour, like, you know, if you've got good quarterback play, whatever. I mean, it was really windy. I was reading articles about it joe and it said that the touchdown percentage difference was like it went from uh 4.8 to 3.2 or something it was like less than two percent it's when it gets to the 40s that you really got to be like okay this is a real problem and it was it was a problem for kareem hunt it was a good value shard higgins a lot of things that you know we were talking about there being you know decent enough plays they were not um but the good news is that we were very much into paying up for some of the premium talent. So if you paid up for Dalvin cook, if you paid up and specifically Dalvin cook on DK, we talked about being the better of the two spots to have him, And it certainly was, uh, we talked about paying for DK Metcalf. We talked about paying for, I mean, Henry was good, but let's talk about like the Titans because the Titans were good for a half. The first half, they were nowhere to be found. They just came out flat and it was terrible because this has just been a romp for them. And instead they end up, they meant losing to the Cincinnati Bengals and look good on the Bengals because we were on them too. We like this game, but really, you know, the Bengals held up their end of the bargain. Geo was good. Burrow was good. 
Higgins, Boyd, everything we liked was good. But man, like I just expected a little bit more of the Titans. I was kind of pissed. Yeah, and the stuff you hear going into this game too, right? It's not only the Titans, they had a rough first half against Pittsburgh last week and then came roaring back in the second half. Uh, they were a Goskowski seemingly easy kick away from tying that game and uh, putting it in a, into overtime and all that stuff. But uh, then we hear Cincinnati is down three starting offensive linemen mm-hmm. as well. Tennessee's defense isn't great, but you got to think, this offensive line been, has been so beat up. I guess the backups are just much better than who they had starting out there. So uh, Cincinnati looked great in, in this game, and Tennessee looked uh, human. I guess that uh, that COVID passion or whatever it was, remember when they were uh, mad at everybody for saying that they uh, couldn't play their game because of COVID stuff, mm-hmm. which was absolutely true. So it's a weird thing to get right, mad at. Yeah. But, uh, Maybe they should yeah, go back I, to, the, uh, to the gym that they were practicing at illegally. <laughs> Maybe, maybe <laughs> time to go back to the gym. Uh, time to go back to the park where we had illegal practices. You you lose to Cincinnati and that edge is gone. So I don't even think you can recreate it. So no, uh, that edge good. seems to be gone for Tennessee. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, the good thing is Corey Davis was good. We talked about differentiating with him too and taking a shot on him. Uh, if you want to look at the, the winning lineups this week, the million dollar lineup on FanDuel, Aaron Rodgers, DJ Dallas, who again, you know, if, if that's going to be the guy now, he's, He's got a great matchup this week. Uh, I mean, I think against Buffalo. I think we've seen what Buffalo has been given up yeah. in terms of yardage. I mean, Harris had a hundred yards last week uh, for the Patriots against him. Cook was obviously brilliant. Three touchdowns for him. Corey Davis, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, who we talked about as being one of the safer guys out there. He was 13% owned. By the way, Dalvin Cook was just 8% owned. I think that's staggering considering well, the matchup. I, I guess it was, that I guess it was the concern. I guess it was the concern of Kenny. Is he healthy? But that's, yeah, what, that's yeah. what tournaments are about. Coming off the bye week, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Coming off the bye week, it just seemed like if you're going to pay up for a running back, why not pay up for Derrick Henry, who we right. know is healthy and having this incredible season? Nobody thought, you know, everyone thought there would be within a couple points of each other, but this is in the realm of possibility when you have a player, that, the talent of Dalvin Cook. We just, yeah. no one knew if he was 100%. Yeah, Robert Tunyon was the tight end here, just 5.9% owned. Giovanni Bernard was almost 20% owned. We were very much into him. He delivered for sure 21 points on FanDuel and the Colts defense at 15. So once again, here we go. I mean, how chalky is this lineup? Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, uh, Gio Bernard, somebody was highly owned, right? All these guys, but what's the one off? DJ Dallas, 1.4% owned. And even Tunyon is a guy that 6% owned. You know, people had him on the radar it was the DJ Dallas. That was the difference. And on DK, the winning lineup was Mahomes, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, okay, which we talked about. You can get these yeah. guys and make them work, right? So yeah, yeah. this winning lineup had Mahomes, Henry, Cook, Metcalf. I mean, you are spending big-time money on those guys, right? And yeah. Cook, we all talked about, like, Cook was at a discount. He should not have been as cheap as he was on DK. He had 51 points on the full-point PPR. After this, took a shot on Robinson uh, on uh, Kansas City, and he had a touchdown. We all know that. Mims, okay, didn't work out, but whatever. He was a price saver. Uh, Kendrick Bourne was the price saver we loved. Him and Ayuk were terrific, both of those guys. And the Dolphins defense, which is the one off, and he had Kelsey as the tight end. So, again, chalk lineup. Mims, Robinson, that was it. Even Kendrick Bourne was 12% owned. I'll tell you what, Denzel Mims was 15% owned. It was Robinson who was just 2% owned. That was the difference. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel, everybody. Play good lineups. Don't (laughs) overthink things. This is, I just want, this is like the theme of the podcast. 
We're trying to get people to understand to win, you don't need to have this crazy lineup. You need to have a really good floor with potential for a high ceiling and one or two really couple smart low end plays. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. A couple swings. That's what you couple want. Swings. Exactly. Couple swings. That's what we're going to do. Well, this week we're going to take a couple swings too. Before we uh, look ahead, any other takeaways here? Uh, from week eight because um, obviously there was a lot of upsets and things like that, but is there anything else here that you thought was very interesting from a fantasy perspective, daily wagering or something like that you're keeping an eye on? Obviously, San Francisco injuries, we'll keep an eye on those. Obviously, everything going on with the Packers running back situation, well, you know, obviously that's Thursday night, so we don't have to worry about that. But what else is going on for you right now in terms of week eight looking ahead before we turn the page? I just really hope that we can toss week eight out because there's a lot of stuff that we wanted to see that we just didn't you know jonathan taylor and what's going on with him with indy are they just running hot hand i mean that's going to be a situation to avoid moving forward until we have some clarity in there i mean uh you know obviously the wind was the majority of it but is it just cleveland and and vegas these raiders are these quarterbacks are back to uh, turning into a pumpkin for Halloween weekend, and they're back to being crap, you know, with uh, Derek Carr and Baker Mayfield, which wouldn't be surprising. Uh, Daryl Henderson got banged up for the Rams. They don't play this week, but Cam Akers got a little bit of run. Is he going to be back in there? And we really didn't see anything from Tua, which was extremely disappointing because I think he might be a nice start this week against the Cardinals, but uh, we didn't see him do anything in this, so it's hard to be it's hard to make him trustable. So uh, let's uh, let's toss week eight into the trash can and never speak of it again. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one more thing for me, JK Dobbins. Is this the beginning of the second half hammer for him where he starts to get some more run? I mean, I can't say yes to that. I think it should be. I, I think he's I think their best be. running back. He looked good. He looked good. But Edwards looked good too. I mean, the Steelers haven't been giving up many rushing yards. They gave up 75 to Derrick Henry the week before, but they were so concerned on stopping Lamar that they, you know, I, I mean, how many plays did you, if you watched this game, did you see TJ Watt chasing Lamar down knowing he didn't have the ball, right? So uh, it was, they were just so concerned with Lamar breaking a big one that they gave up those uh, inside runs a little bit more than they should have. So, uh, but it worked. So we'll see mm-hmm. if that's the blueprint against the Ravens, then, um, you know, these guys should be running really well, uh, moving, uh, ahead in the season, but, uh, no Mark Ingram this week, most likely because it looks like a, a high ankle sprain. So Dobbins could be a pretty decent start, although it's a tough matchup against the Colts. Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. But yeah, Dobbins is that one thing for me. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing and DJ Dallas too. I want to see if that carries over. So let that being said, let's just do it. Let's just start talking about week nine and let's start one o'clock. You got the giants against the Washington football team. Yeah. Washington really should have that victory over the giants, but they don't. So this is an interesting spot for them to uh, coming off the bye here, see what they have. And you know, the giants continuously, I keep saying this, they compete. I think Joe Judge deserves a lot of credit because despite the fact they have just one win, they don't have a lot of quit in them. And yeah. <laughs> and, and that is something respectable. I think that's something that tells you the coach is getting through to those guys. It's just personnel and Daniel Jones' inability to not turn over the football in big spots, which when are people like Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz going to learn to just take a sack? Just take a sack. It's so much better to take a sack than try to than give the ball to the other team. Live to fight another day. Look at the success of Joe Montana and and guys like Brady. They are the kings of just sometimes you just take a sack 
And you know what? They they were not irresponsible with the football. And when you're not, you you punt and you make the other team beat you. And that's what's got to be frustrating for the Giant fan out there. Yeah, and I know at least on one of those picks, like he was trying to throw it away. He just, instead of throwing it right into the ground, he sailed it a little bit and the corner picked it up off the ground. I mean, it was a great pick uh, by the corner. But yeah, you're right. I I mean, that's going to be what this game is. It's going to be who turns the ball over more uh, between Danny Dimes and uh, Allen, Kyle Allen. Uh, I think Washington to be favored, I think is the logical choice here. Although the giants are playing much better than people give them credit for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. We'll see if Gibson continues to be good too. If that's just a one-off against Dallas, we'll find out sooner than later, I guess in this one, Uh, but Goldman's looked pretty good too. In these last couple of weeks, I didn't give him much chance against Tampa this week, but I got to say, dude, like I actually thought, he was better than I thought. And he looked sharp in the couple of moments that he had in Philadelphia when he, uh, you know, obviously had some run there when Devonta Freeman left that game. So it's an interesting one to keep an eye on too. see what happens. It's just too messy. Game. It's just too messy. It is. You know, it is. Because like, I still th- like Shepard. and like Slayton. That's what I like. was getting carried. It's true. I mean, Alfred what year Morris. is this? Alfred I don't Morris. know. I don't know, my friend. I have no idea. Uh, the Bears and Titans. Look, you know, I think look, this is this is where we're at here where the Bears could lose three in a row. This could be their third loss in a row. And you were the guy who astutely, I believe, said that if they had started with Foles, this would have been an easier transition to Trubisky. But now you're kind of put yourself between a rock and a hard place. If you lose this game, if you're the Bears or you're losing this game in the third quarter, don't you have to make a change of quarterback? You know, I just I'm not gonna put anything past Matt Nagy at this point. Yeah, that's fair. I, I feel like I might have put Trubisky in the last game. I mean, I don't hate him as much as Troy Aikman does, apparently. But, uh, you know, uh, Nick Foles, that is. But I don't know. This is um, – they. they I, I think the offense doesn't change much. It's still – the offensive line has issues, and that's why the Bears are uh, 31st in rushing yards per game. And, and Aikman even brought that up in the broadcast where he was saying, look, Dave Montgomery is a good player, but – half of his carries there's someone in the backfield right as he's getting the ball you're not gonna you're not gonna get much after that so um you know it's it's been rough but he's also running decent routes too and the titans defense is blast so david montgomery might be a nice sneaky contrarian play this week because not a lot of people are going to play him but uh i think you can still roll derrick henry this is going to be it's going to be a weird game it's got a low over two i think of 46 yeah so. that's the other thing too is you know bears defensively you play okay so it's it's kind of weird i mean if this was in chicago i might even feel weirder about it but because it's in tennessee you know i think i would still be looking for Corey davis again in this one i like the secondary guy you know whoever yeah. that's going to be and i think it's going to be Corey davis not johnny smith so we'll, we'll get a little bit more of our mind wrapped around this one on Thursday's show. And make sure you subscribe here to the pre-snap so you know when Thursday's DFS show drops. That way you can get you ready and Friday's wagering show as well. We're everywhere you listen to podcasts, so there's no excuse. None. Right, so, uh, none. Let's talk, none. Zero. Uh, the Lions are going to be without Kenny Galladay. Yeah, well, there you go. And uh, now they're going to take on the Vikings. Another winnable game here for the Vikings. We'll see what happens here. I imagine a whole lot of Dalvin Cook in this one. Uh, I would love to see uh, DeAndre Swift get used. I don't understand why you draft these guys and not use them. But then again, I don't understand a lot of things that the Lions do. Are you buying anything into Hall or Hawkinson or any of these guys benefiting from, obviously, Kenny Galladay being out of this contest, Boggs? 
And Marvin Jones, if he's not traded in the you know in the next ten minutes while left, we're recording yeah, this, right? <laughs> the, the hour that's left of this, this trade deadline, I, I like Marvin Jones against this banged up secondary. I mean, some of these guys are on the COVID list. Some of these guys are just hurt for uh, Minneapolis or Minnesota. You got to throw the ball here if you're Detroit. You got to put points up early against the Vikings so they can't run the ball fifty times and throw it fifteen like they did against the Packers. So you have to put up points to make them. You got to make Kirk Cousins throw the ball, and make mistakes. So uh, I think that Detroit is going to be throwing early and often. There's a high over of 53. Stafford is a decent play here. Hopefully, that means we get Thielen and Jefferson not to be complete ghosts this week. But uh, you know, the the Vikings have their game plan. It's exactly what they did against Green Bay, and that's what they want to do every week. That's why Dalvin Cook is always a good option. But if you're the opposing team, you got to put points up against him because that defense is banged up enough to where you got to be able to to throw it and um, just take some shots and take some risks. Yeah, uh, look, I think it's hard not to like Dalvin Cook coming off that huge week there, and it seems like that's going to be what they do now. It's like, hey, let's run the football, run the football, run the football some more, and we'll see if Thielen Jefferson can have games here, but it's certainly starting to feel like the Dalvin Cook show, at least going forward, which is probably what they should have been doing. I mean, they kind of were. It's just defensively, they've been just terrible, you know, and Cousins is making turnovers. But when you take the ball out of Cousins' hands, look, you got another victory. So there you go. Panthers and Chiefs. um, It's been a fun year for the Panthers. I think they've played above people's expectations, but this is not a good matchup for them. Um, And I guess here's the question. Should we start running Mahomes out there by himself now? Like, is this the the right thing to do? Kind of like what we just saw in that DK lineup where you had Mahomes, Kelsey, and Robinson. Like, you maybe you take that shot on Tyreek Hill. You may take that shot on a one other guy and then a lower end guy and kind of spread it around that way. Yeah, I think Miko Hardman is the guy. That's you the know, other guy. Yeah, you don't want any of the running backs. I feel. I think Sammy Watkins is still gone, and even if Sammy Watkins is back, he should not see the field as much as Miko Hardman. Hardman is taking his step up right now mm-hmm. uh, in front of our eyes. So uh, I think Hardman is a decent start. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes is a consideration. It's just you know. Last week, I I thought, and I think most people did, another reason why week eight sucks, that the Chiefs get up big on the Jets, and then let's see some of this running game. You have a rookie, nope. and you have a veteran that you just signed. Let's get them some run, and it didn't happen. So I I would think that the game plan is would be that in this game, too, because they should pound the Panthers almost as bad as they pounded the Jets. But... um you never know. So, yeah. I well, think- the Panthers at least can score some points. Like, you know, the Panthers, right. I think, will be able to, yeah, it's, they're not going to have three field goals. I think the Panthers will be able to put up a couple touchdowns in this game. I would be surprised if they didn't. But, you know, I, in a lot of ways, I almost like this game better going in because I feel like it will be a little bit more competitive potentially. And that means that the Jets will or the Chiefs will run the ball 50 times. Right, exactly. You know, Here mean, we go. Here we go. Just run them, let them to death. There we go, everybody. And I'll tell you, Le'Veon Bell was not impressive. I mean, that yeah. was, you know, not an impressive uh, showing for him. So it was it six carries for seven yards? Who needs that? The summer revenge. Well, he no, let you down. No touchdown. I know that, Joe. So, so no who touchdown. won this week in the touchdown thing? The, uh, I think you touchdown. did. Yeah, I think I did. So that means we're tied. I mean, I had three with Devontae Adams. but Oh, wait, uh, then maybe you won. How many? I only had two, didn't I? No, did Derrick Henry score two or no? I think he only had the one. I could be and wrong. Who was, your other, who was your whiteout? I don't recall now. I, I don't know. We'd have to go back and look. It was Galladay, wasn't it? Or no? No, no, it was not Kenny Galladay. It was, it was DK Metcalf. That's right. Well, Metcalf had two. So, oh, so we, we both had, had three. 
Oh, tie. Tie, whatever. Oh, oh. Oh, nobody likes that. Nobody likes a tie. <laughs> it's the worst. All right. Uh, let's move on here in the next one, and let's talk about uh, the Jaguars offense making a change of quarterback. I don't know about you, but I like my offenses looting free, and now we're going to get Jake Luton instead, and wow. I don't know. Not gonna be good for my digestive tract, I think, or oh, anything else. Uh, here's the thing: Texans defense is terrible. Do we get a lot of James Robinson in this game? Is that like the the way to go? Because you know you you're the guy to talk to of all the people about scouting reports on college guys. So give me the uh, the five seconds on Luton here. What's what's the scouting report from Bogman look like? I don't like Luton. I mean, he's maybe a little bit better than uh, Minshew. Um, probably not. Uh, I mean, he was a late pick. This is. This is tank moves, you know, by, by the Jaguars. And I don't blame them, but I think you're right. I think Robinson is the guy here. DJ Chark, uh, also a decent start, being healthy, coming off a bye for Jacksonville as well. The Texans 31st in the NFL and giving up 165.9 rushing yards a game. So I think Robinson is your guy if you want someone from Jacksonville. Mm, there you go. There you have it. Uh, how about the Texans side of this one? Uh, Deshaun Watson against the Jaguars by himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. so. Uh, you know, the, uh, you know, once again, if Will Fuller gets straight in the next 15 minutes here, uh, we'll, we'll know about that. <laughs> We're just trying are... to stretch the show to the end of the deadline. So we have right, some kind right. of clarity on something here as we hot take week nine, but it's, I would have thought we would have had one or two things by now. It's already three. I thought here. we were going to get Gary and I had this argument on my IDP show was uh, I, I was talking about, uh, I think there's going to be more moves because more teams think they're in it, but he thought that uh, because more teams think they're in it, they're going to play it close to the vest and not trade pieces. Saw a bunch of defensive pieces move, yes, but that's not very much on offense at all. And Will Fuller, so, they've been kicking the tires of apparently the Packers have been kicking the tires on him, which, I mean, it seems like a good idea. I don't know how long the Packers are going to just continue to ignore the fact that they still don't have a secondary option for Adams. Like, they, there's just no secondary guy. Tunyon's been okay, but MVS, Lazard, all these guys, Equimania, St. Brown, Allison, the years and years we've been doing this, and they just haven't fixed it. And they were in the best wide receiver draft maybe ever when we all look back on it. And they didn't take a wide receiver. They took a quarterback. And I just want to pound my head against the ground. How many, how many more shots? Trade. Oh, oh, fine. Good. We, we, did we trade uh, Cam Newton? Who did we trade? They, they traded uh, for Isaiah Ford from the Dolphins. <sighs> <laughs> I look nice wide receiver out of Vatek. He can do a lot. So, Isaiah but it, you know, if the Dolphins are trading the Patriots, something, it's something they, really I was going to say, why, what, how the yeah. hell does that work out? It's like, it's almost like when you call your friend, you're like, Hey, you got any player that you're going to drop this week that you could just trade to me instead. <laughs> that's a conversation. Brian Ford is like, okay, Bill, that's fine. Oh God. Yeah. Let's, let's move on. Uh, Ravens at Colts Colts D with Leonard back. Certainly look good. Ravens, obviously, you know, five and two team and the two losses they have are to Kansas city and to Pittsburgh. So let's see if the run continues there, but because of the two defenses in this game, how do you approach this from an offensive standpoint? And, and forget the Colts backfield. Like you can shove that. No, I want, yeah. I am not chasing that. You could chase it all day long. Go nuts. I am not going anywhere near that. Well, the wide receivers in India are just as bad. I mean, T Y Hilton's always banged up. Zach Pascal is the one guy you might want to start. Uh, you know, Marcus Johnson gets a little run and he's usually cheap, but I don't want to buy him this week. So uh, unless I tell you what, something will change because we, we got we got word today. We didn't get the names. Hopefully the names will be uh, up for us 
before we record the DFS pod, but uh, seven players are going on the COVID list for the Ravens. And that could be a lot of the secondary, uh, including wow. Chuck Clark, who calls plays for that team as a well, safety. You know, so. you, well, one would might get excited about, except who the hell are you targeting in the, I mean, I guess that becomes Hines then. Like, I, I guess because I don't like any of the wide receivers in Indianapolis. I, I, I Zach Pascal is probably uh, the guy. Uh, if you want to uh, take uh, but what I about have, a tight end? How about no, Jack Doyle? Here, here. Recommend Zach Pascal again to me. Zach Pascal. Uh, yeah, no, that's you sound like every teenager right there when they're asked to do a chore. So, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want to agree yeah. my room. Oh, God. All right. Seahawks at Bills. This one's fascinating because we've got the Bills obviously having a chance with the wide receivers here to throw the ball against the Seattle defense that gives up a ton of points to wide receivers, which I love. So it's definitely going to be dig. Like, Diggs isn't automatic for me this week. I can tell you right now. I don't care what's going on. Diggs is going to be automatic for me this week. I'm concerned about Beasley because Zach Moss and Singletary actually ran the football well. I think I'm going to take a shot on DJ Dallas, though, because why not against Buffalo? They've been giving up a ton of points to running back. So I feel like this is going to be – this is where I'm going to spend most of my time in this Bill Seahawks game. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- this looks nice on the surface, but here, here's my issue is that uh, – Josh Allen has looked lost the last four weeks. He's only thrown four touchdowns, one a week. He's run for one, four picks as well. I'm concerned about players not named Diggs for the Bills in this game. Yeah, Uh, Josh Allen has not looked right. Give me Diggs. Give me Metcalf. Give me DJ Dallas. Yeah, okay, Russell. DJ Dallas is decent, but we they might get Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson back this week. Might, I mean, maybe, but then again, who's really healthy? That's the thing. It's like just because they're back, I don't. DJ Dallas, was yeah, healthy. but but they could give all three of them ten carries, and no one would be. Surprised. <clears throat> That's fair, but you know what? But, against the Bills, I might take a shot. Depending on yeah. the price of DJ Dallas, I might take a shot anyway. Like, yeah, that's, you know that's what? Thing. Just get him in one lineup at least, yeah. because he was He's so a flex. Good. Yeah, he's like and- Geo was last week, where I was like, "All right, I think it's going to be good. Let's go and let's roll with it." And if he's and there's going to be touchdown equity there to be had, but Buffalo, I don't know, man. Twenty six against the rush this year, one hundred and thirty four uh, uh, rushing yards mm-hmm. a game. The Seahawks are actually better than that. The Seahawks are actually ninth in rushing yards because they give up three hundred and fifty eight point seven passing yards <laughs> per, per game and still giving up over four hundred and sixty eight yards. There wasn't three hundred and seventy four thousand. So. Like, I feel like that might be the number. <laughs> I think uh, I think Beasley is my other like Beasley's your if, other guy. <clears throat> if I'm going to take a swing on a and I wish uh, John Brown was healthy. I wish yeah. John Brown was healthy. Well, I wish John Brown, not only was John Brown healthy, but Josh Allen was playing good football because he's not right now. So uh, it, it makes it a little bit dicier than it should be. But uh, this could also be the slump buster game for Josh Allen. What, what do you need to get off the snide throwing the ball? Seattle's defense. Yeah, uh, it's true. really could work. So uh, I think I'll have at least one Buffalo heavy lineup, but I'm not going to be putting many pieces into many lineups. All right, you got the Broncos and the Falcons. Can you play Philip Lindsay against the Falcons this week? Hmm? Hmm? Um, you know, Atlanta's defense has been playing pretty good ever since the shift away from Quinn. So you know what? They've been getting more. uh, I've seen they've been more aggressive up front, which is helping because when your secondary sucks, six against the rush, Joe nine nine point three yards. I know, and 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 this is like here's the thing: it's like that was the old stable of always attacking with the rush. 
with the running backs, but what I saw on Thursday night football two weeks ago was basically they're looking like a team that all of a sudden is now going to put more pressure on the quarterback, which is good because when you don't have a good secondary, you got to bring more rush and take some pressure off them. If you're, if they can't guard them for five Mississippis, then then you better make it four Mississippi. <laughs> like you need to do right. something here. Um, yeah. In this game too, you're probably going to have Calvin Ridley. I, I don't know if we have a word on Ridley yet. So before we get too much into the Falcon side of this one, you know, the Broncos and are a tough team to really figure out. And DFS wise, there's just not a ton of upside there. But do you think on the Falcon side, are you using some pieces based on what you saw last week of Herbert kind of carving them up? Yeah, I don't mind uh, paying up for Julio this week. I think he's yeah, that sounds good to me too. A pretty good buy, especially if Ridley doesn't play. Uh, Hayden Hurst, also a decent buy. They've been getting him more involved. Uh, in the past game recently and on the Denver side, I mean, look, Jerry Judy got 10 targets. Uh, I think, you know, this game Atlanta's favored by four. So uh, I think this should be a nice shootout game. Maybe Drew Locke in a, you know, cheap tournament play just to see uh, if he, because Atlanta is the second worst uh, at giving up pass yards, 31st with 311 per game. So maybe Drew Locke in a couple of tourney lineups, and uh, Jerry Judy and Noah Fan, uh, mm-hmm. because this past D is not good. All right, let's see if the uh, Chargers can blow another re- lead against the Raiders this week. Yeah. Uh, Chargers are now at two and five. I mean, Herbert Nowen is like a is, that's like like a good cash game lock nowadays. I know Mike Williams had a good game too, but still, you know they they seem like just really good safe investments across the board right now. Uh, Jacobs had a better game. You can't take a whole lot out of what you saw last in the Raiders because of the conditions, but would you use any Raiders here in this one just off the bat? Like, cause to me, I'm looking at this and I go, all right, you know, Waller's always in play, but for the most part, it's Herbert, it's Allen. That's what you feel good about. You're, you're getting anything into uh, Justin Jackson or Tremaine Pope or anybody like that. Not really. I mean, you know, the uh, Chargers defense, it's not great, but it's middle of the line. Uh, you know, Jacobs is a decent play depending on price. Of course, every week, pretty much. Uh, 31 carries this week in the weird, weird winds, but this will be in the dome. Uh, no, I think Herbert's probably your guy that you want to play here. If you're playing anybody, maybe I take a crack on Justin Jackson um, just because uh, his usage was higher. And it seems like they're going away from Joshua Kelly right now with giving Pope some carries. So maybe Jackson gets a heavy workload. Um, so maybe take a swing on him in a couple lineups. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Keenan Allen, it's Justin Herbert, and move on. All right, let's move on to the next one, and that's the Steelers and Cowboys. Oh, boy. Steelers defense. Woo! What's that? Steelers defense. Yeah, Steelers, Steelers defense. defense. And Andy Dalton's going to be out for this one. Um, so it's They're not debating be- between Ben DiNucci and Cooper Rush right now. Cooper Rush. Do they get the color rush uniforms if they play Cooper Rush? That'd be oh, nice. Come on, Joe. Come it's on with the dad all- jokes. What are you yeah, doing to me? I got a lot of dad jokes today. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you yeah, um, you're very daddish today. <laughs> so, so, okay, here's a question for you. Um, we haven't really started Ben Roethlisberger, I feel like, all year. Like, once or twice, we were kind of, like, looking early, and then we've kind of gotten off of it. Is this the t- time to get on it? Like, is it him and Claypool, Connor, and you just go with the, you know, in defense and just stack it against the Cowboys? Uh, I don't know, man. Connor's I feel like tough this- because he loses the touchdown sometimes too. It's very, it's, I want to be in on this game and I don't know how to be except for Claypool. Like that's the one thing I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good about him outside of that. I don't know. I, well, I think Juju might be a decent play as well because Deontay's banged up, uh, you know, and that they'll get rested Wednesday and Thursday. Both those guys. That's just what happens every single week this year. So don't be shocked 
when you see that. But I think Deontay could have a chance to not play. I think Juju's going to be fine. So uh, specifically, if Deontay's out, Juju could be a nice start here too. This, I mean, this just uh, – we know the Steelers are going to score. It's just are they going to score early, and is it going to be – I think because we've seen it be a big Claypool game before, I think Claypool, I think Ben, and I think Connor, like you mentioned, are the most playable guys here. Maybe take a swing on Juju. Deontay plays, maybe take a swing on Deontay. Uh, but I think the most played part of this game is going to be the Steelers' defense. Well, the Dolphins' defense was good last week. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, I don't understand how you could have the Dolphins are favored in this game against the Cardinals. What What the hell? Is this the upside down? I mean, I you know. I, the, I, what I'm looking at doesn't have a line. So what's the line? I, I, I thought there was a line already. I thought on FanDuel that I we were talking about on the show. Now, I didn't see it with my own eyes. It was said to be by a co-host. But I think it was the, the Dolphins were favored. And I was like, what? How can that be? Now, I'll, I'll, I we'll go double. Up, uh, no, the Cardinals are favored by four. Cardinals so. by okay, so Cardinals by four. Thank you. Somebody said Dolphins yes. by four. Like, that can't be right. Okay. Yeah. That like, was no. uh yeah, that's an eight point swing there. So. Oh, yeah. okay. You gotta watch out for that. Um, that makes a lot more sense. So here we go. The Cardinals coming off the bye. Um, you know, the Dolphins defense was very good, but Kyler Murray has been out of his accord. Like, and by the way, there's only four uh two guys who have four 100 yard games this year for wide receivers. It's DeAndre Hopkins, and the other one is Calvin Ridley, just so you know. That's yeah. it. There's only two guys that have 400 yard games, not Adams, um, not DK Metcalf even. So, I mean, that to me looks like a good play against the Dolphins, regardless of the fact they were better because Jared Goff is not Kyler Murray. So I do not think you no. carry over what you saw last week because as soon as you and rush Kyler Murray, home. Well, like, but as soon as you rush Kyler Murray, he's going to get out in the open space. And that's what I want them to do. And that's where I want right. Kyler Murray in DFS. Right. Yeah. I'm this game. I like a lot because uh, I think, we're going to have we're going to figure out a lot about Tua in this game so it's interesting just from a you know future standpoint to to take a look at that and uh he's going to have to throw the ball he's not going to win with 93 passing yards against the Cardinals that stuff ain't going to happen this week and as much as I um enjoyed the Dolphins defensive performance last week that's not going to happen again against the Cardinals coming off a bye so I'm good to roll out Murray. I'm good to roll out Chase Edmonds. I'm good to roll out uh, Hopkins. I don't know that I, there's anyone else. Uh, I, I don't really want to take a shot at Kirk. I don't really want to take a shot at Larry. One of those guys is going to pull out, but I don't know which one, so no thank you there. And on the Dolphins' side, um, you know, I'm going to go back to the well. It didn't work last week, but you and I both talked about Gesicki. Dolphins are going to have to throw the ball here. I think Kasicki is going to be a good option. I think Parker's going to be a good I'm option. Dolphins. Like, I don't, I don't know if two is ready yet. Like he had, I know he didn't have to he talked about, like he didn't have to throw the ball that much. He didn't still, look good though. He did not look yeah. great. And I don't think I can, I'm going to be off the Dolphins completely. I'm going to be on the Cardinals. And I'll tell you what, I might be on the Cardinals defense too. I might, I just, just, I, that might be one of those sneaky, good plays. Kind of like, kind of like the way the Dolphins were sneaky, good play. And I told you I had him, I had the Dolphins and Dalvin cook. And I still only, doubled up my money because you know unfortunately some other, and that same lineup had Kendrick Bourne and Ayuk in it but Tannehill just bottomed out he wasn't good it was a bad investment a couple other things Darren Waller was a bad investment I mean the Dolphins had 145 total yards last yeah year. it's, it's yeah. not it doesn't make me feel good about them going Three on the for road. 12 on third downs yeah. you know uh only held the ball for 23 minutes so it wasn't great I do think they can open it up against Arizona though Arizona's defense it they are improving but I, I, they're just not there quite yet. Buda Baker, 
though, has been making some big plays. Huge so. plays. He's the guy who's been phenomenal this year. Yeah. I have him in uh, two IDP leagues. He's been so good. Uh, and the last one here is the night game, the Saints and Bucks, which, uh, you know, number two in the battles here. Obviously, the first one went to the Saints. Bucks certainly look like the better team this time around. I don't know if we're going to get Michael Thomas back. You Nobody knows. God, uh, knows. Leonard Fournette had 50 snaps after Ronald Jones fumbled, and he has just 17 snaps. God knows what's going on there. I'm so glad this game is on Sunday Night Football and not the main slate. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I mean, obviously, I'm a big Fournette guy, so I, I enjoyed watching Fournette go to work, but he didn't get in the end zone, so it's not like he was crazy valuable. Uh, yeah, this is going to be um, – this is going to be a huge game as far as playoff seating goes for both these teams. Uh, you know, they're both expected to make the playoffs. Obviously the bucks seem like they might be I mean, who, who is the best team in the NFC right now? Joe? Oh, it's tough, man. It's really tough. <laughs> you know, it's, I think the AFC has a distinct advantage right now. I, mean, I think if you that, tell me the Vikings, I'm going to hang. I'm out not going to tell you the Vikings. Okay. Well, look, it's nobody from the East. I think we can yeah, agree on that. from the East, so it's Seattle doesn't play defense, but I feel like is Russell Seattle, is... Arizona, uh, Green Bay, Tampa no. Bay, New Orleans. I'm still going to say Tampa Bay. Yeah, because me too. I think Tampa Bay defensively gets after the quarterback. They stop the run well. They do have Tom Brady, who's going to make plays. I'm curious. You know what? We're going to get to see Antonio Brown on Sunday Night Football. How about that? What a what a time to be alive! Oh, uh, did you did you hear them talking about all this stuff too? Where like. Uh, he has a court uh, hearing in December, and if that oh. and if that doesn't go well for him, uh, you know he's going to not only be suspended by the Bucks but by the league as well. So uh, it, it's diciness for AB. So we'll see. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to watch. I know you're going to watch. We're all going to oh, be watching to see what he does. Of course, we want to see it. Him and his good buddy Tom Brady there. <laughs> oh God! All right. So hopefully. You know, week nine, we uh, get some things back on track a little bit on the wagering side because uh, it was a bloodbath for everybody out there. But that's okay. That's why you have us here. It's been a good season here. We're going to keep it going. And that's why you listen to the pre-snap. And uh, look, DFS-wise, it was a good week for sure. And um, we'll be back with the Thursday preview show and Friday wagering show. Make sure you subscribe to the pre-snap. And, uh, of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LineStarNFL, at app at Bogman Sports, and at Joe Pizapia 17 That'll do it for us. There's nothing left to do now except down, set, wins. You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.